Okay, now that the jets have cooled, let's reassess the match that just concluded between India and England, the fifth test match spread over a year. And let's try and understand why we are in the position that we are today. Now, if you think about big hitting, positive batting in test cricket, baseball is something that is happening since a very long time. It admitted it might not have been called as the baseball style of cricket, but a positive approach to chasing down almost improbable numbers is something that has happened in the past. It's not something new. India chasing down a mammoth four innings total of West Indies way back when Sunil Gavaskar was in his prime. Was that not a baseball approach? Fast forward a few years, Krish Srikanth going over the top, hitting bowlers in test match, first innings, second innings. That was a baseball approach. Virendra Sehwag going ballistic in the fourth innings is also a baseball approach. Right, and so all I'm trying to say by sharing some of these examples is. Look, yes, it, it, baseball approach was not as well articulated as it is now, but does not mean that it's a new concept or it's suddenly propped up and stuff like that. Many times we have had these discussions back in the past where why is it that, you know, we have to treat a fourth day 300 plus score as unattainable? Why not look at it as a one-day international? You have 84 overs instead of 50. That's one way of looking at it. And if you want to go ultra-positive, then you think of it as two T20s. You know, typically, you are reaching at 180, 190, or even 200. So two T20 matches means 400 potential runs. Now, yes, that would be mad cricket. You could be termed as reckless. You could be losing the match and that's the only new revelation that has emerged from say previous attempts one can safely say that previously people would play it safe once the new victory was not probable vis-a-vis -a, -vis a step back when people always played safe even if there was a possibility of a victory on day five or day six back then people won't really push for victory and they always assumed it's better to have a draw than lose. So that is the only change or maturity that has emerged in the current scenario, the current understanding of baseball that no matter where the situation is, no matter how steep the target is, we will set the cat amongst the pigeons. We will make sure that the pressure is transferred back to the op opposition. And that's fair. So there's nothing to be ahard about. 
like yeah you know it and when it when you pull it off it it will look spectacular exciting cricket bear in mind when you have a world test championship at stake and you lose it and you lose it consecutively will you still continue with baseball at what cost i guess the theory in which baseball is operating is that over a period of time if you land up winning more matches than losing by this approach then it makes sense to continue with this approach to establish this theory there is little sample set or data set at least at this point in time and so let's not get too overwhelmed to thrown off with this loss with this defeat clearly yesterday was a rant time yesterday was more when you were not in the right headspace clearly the disappointment was much but now that the jets have cooled it's fair to say that england played well they played bravely they played like there was no tomorrow like they say right at the peak of fear when you're like shit scared when you're like very very scared at the peak of fear begins the journey of fearlessness and therefore mornings never show the day how you began in the morning is not how you ended the day and so these were the two big philosophies that emerged of this defeat and so all credit to english players english think tank english mindset and they pulled off something quite spectacular as is the case in all victories and defeats that it's never so unidimensional it's never so black and white right we knew that we weren't playing smart cricket which also allowed england to play better cricket so it was quite evident if you were following the new zealand series just prior to the english series the ball went numb post 30 overs so you had to negotiate a period of 50 overs which is 30 to 80 that is 50 overs where the ball wasn't going to do much and add to that if the overcast conditions did not help swing so the swing was out bounce was out movement was out and the track had no grass it would then turn out to be a belter so would it then not be luck on part of the team batting and chasing in that part of the innings now you can blame this on the duke's ball or the new batch of duke's ball but at that point whoever was batting suppose if new zealand was batting on the fourth innings in under those circumstances who knows they might have turned the results the same logic holds true for india india not shy away from chasing Australian series is a big example and so it's possible that if India were in second innings chasing down a total of 368 they would have made it too so let's not get too bogged down by the banner of defeat it's i know it's a moment which one expected to win given the first 3 days but here is where the smartness of the think tank the aliveness for lack of a better expression there needed to be there like alive to the occasion real that oh, okay i noticed the english uh, people playing against new zealand in three tests and this was a pattern that was emerging would that pattern change now and if if a similar pattern is repeated 
is there something that we could do about it this is where all those laptops and think tanks and analysis and all those guys who do all the math behind the scenes have to come up with these insights that's the job clearly they failed in their job they did not provide the insight that one would face you've been put into bat in the first innings and this is where you end second innings then in the fourth innings this there will be a period of play where it will almost be undefendable what will you do then what's plan b how do you ensure that you don't get to that stage and if that input was shared at that well ahead in time or even during day 1 chances are we would have not eased off on second innings right people can go on saying no we tried and all that essentially i think the batters got a little complacent got a little overconfident maybe even fatigued i don't know the intensity might have been too high that despite doing well for two days three days on day four they just gave it almost like a you could see a remarkable change in their body language that's what upset me the most it was a lackluster effort the shoulders had dropped they were like just woken up from sleep and walked onto the park and just playing reckless pointless mindless cricket there was no intent there was no energy you know there was like okay whatever that kinds they were falling to the same short ball trap now you know the guys bowling short why would you keep on getting sucked into it is that your definition of fighting fire with fire sometimes you can fight fire with water <laughs> you know what i mean so you don't need to attempt those shots so where was the cricketing sense i think that's where more the greater frustration lies where was the match awareness on day 4 why was it missing i we all know what happened we know the what we need to know the why why is it happening why did you not have the match awareness none of you when i say you i mean the indian batters primarily that they're not new to test cricket they're not new to information they're not new to analysis they're not used new to english con- conditions so why is it that suddenly you were caught like a deer in front of a headlight that oh my god i don't know what what happened what struck me so if these insights by an analysts were provided then we would have tightened up day 4 got to 450 and yes i know ben stokes said let's see what they would have done we would have done if they reached 450 well the probability of getting to 450 would have been that much more difficult as compared to 368 and if you say 450 then why not 550 india could have batted like 3t20s and ensured there was no room for walking back did they not have enough energy to do that i don't know but if they knew it and didn't do it then there's a bigger problem to solve there so that's all i'd like to say that let's not worry too much about this defeat now that 24 hours have passed jets are cooler we're thinking little better next six tests are at home conditions we can think that we won't make it to the wtc finals i think there are bigger problems to solve you know with the problem of too much of talent available not putting a method to the madness is what is emerging out of the indian camp at this moment and before we begin to dream about a wtc final one needs to sort out the mindset the plan the management the workload management everything and that it has to be a systemic clockwork like precision which needs to work 
And so that's the way ahead for now. And then let's keep our fingers crossed. Come Australia, rank turners, we beat them. And then hopefully some of the other teams don't do as well. Bear in mind, sustaining baseball <laughs> over a period of time outside the shows and admitted England don't have tough oppositions, barring one. They might still continue, but like I said, it's not like one swallow makes the summer. They will need to do this consistently over a period of time to firmly establish that this method, model, mindset of cricket really works and the world has to catch up and follow. Till then, let's enjoy and appreciate the quality of cricket that was on display. That's all I had for this episode of the Ganban Experience. You do know where to reach me. Do leave a review, suggest a question, comment, doubt. Bookies of Brickbats, all welcome. Send me a note on Twitter or Facebook and I will try and address some of those queries in my subsequent episodes. Till we meet again, this is your host GB and you are listening to the Ganban Experience.